Okay, Chavra, good morning. Um, the, there's a very interesting statement that is said in the name of the Arizal. Where the Arizal said that anyone that does not cry during the Asaris made Tshuva, his, his Tshuva is not accepted. I forget the actual end of the sentence. And we're going to discuss it. We're going to analyze it. Think just, we're going to discuss it. The Arizal says that, that basically it's an expectation that anyone should, be, should cry during the Asaris made Tshuva. And forget about the question about us. The question really even goes the other way. A tzaddik. When he says anyone, the Arizal is talking anyone. Anyone. He includes anyone and anyone. Right? How would you expect even a tzaddik gamor, the biggest tzaddik in the world, to, to, if he doesn't cry during his Yisrael Tshuva, there's a problem with his Tshuva. Obviously, there's something, there's, there's some depth to what he's saying. And something more than the way it, under, the way it seems in the simple understanding of the statements. Um, any thoughts? Yeah, I'm saying everyone on their own level. So if it's not it doesn't like cry, why does it make a difference? For him, he should like cry about whatever is wrong for him. Huh? It was like what you said yesterday. Okay. Part of what you said yesterday. Like, why does it make a difference? Who is it? It's a broken. Let's say someone like is a guy that cries a lot. Right. Saying, let's say a guy that never cries, just not emotional. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not literal. Like, so what, why, okay. that, why would that be? Oh, now he's, now he's good to go. Maybe he just cries a lot. Hey, lucky him. No, it's not law. I'm saying no he, he's saying the other way. You're saying, saying right, yeah. But basically, what, it, what he's saying is, <laughs> he's saying is what it should be real is that any, everyone is expected to reach something during their search yeah. that it should be real for them yeah. to cry. The question is, how can you expect that from everyone? Why not? What do you mean on their level? A tzaddik for the smallest thing he did, he should cry for that. Not but a tzaddik gomer that never did anything wrong is not shy to do anything wrong. There's one person in the world that did nothing wrong. So I want to share with you a thought. A thought that's also connected to the parsha, um, where the Shalah writes in general that the parsha is always connected to the time and where we read it. So the parsha this week is Azin. The parsha starts off Azino Shemayim Vadebero Pesishma Oretzim Refi. Which means that the heavens should listen to what I'm saying, and the earth should also listen. But it uses two different words for listening. Hazina, hazinu, hashemayim, and v'sishma. What are the difference between these two terms of listening, of being mazin? We say it in, in davening, mazin, l'kot trua shoifer, mazin, to listen, and to be shoimea. Interestingly, in the Haftarah, um, we, we, Yehoshua uses the same terms, but the other way around. He uses the term Shmiya for heaven and Hazina for earth. Whereas Moshe does it Hazina Shemayim, Hazina for heaven, and Shmiya for earth. And the explanation given is very simple because the term Mazin is a closer form of listening. You're much closer. Shmiya is more from a distance. Moshe Rabbeinu we know the Gemara says about them, the Moshe was like Pnei Chama, he was like the sun. In comparison to Yeshua, who was like the moon. Compared to each other, we know the light of the moon compared to the light of the sun is incomparable. The moon doesn't really have its own light. Um, so, Moshe was obviously more spiritual, closer to God, and therefore Moshe uses the term Hazinu to heaven. The term of listening closer, he was closer to heaven. So, this term of closer, talking to someone closely would be to heaven. 
to earth, he, was a di- he, was a, he had a distance from earth. So he used the term Shemia to earth, whereas Yeshua was the other way around. Yeshua used the term Hazina to Aretz because he was closer to earth. Therefore, he used the term of listening, of being closer to something to earth. And the Shemia he used to heaven because he was further, more of a distance from heaven. Okay, everyone got that? Now, everything in Torah is coming to teach us something. Right? And we're supposed to be able to take a message from everything in Torah. We know the Torah doesn't have everything in it. Many things are left out. And everything in Torah, many things are in Midrashim. Everything in Torah is relevant and practical <coughs> for everyone. We say Torah is not a history book, it's not a story book, it's a guide, it's a practical guide. So, how can we learn something from the way it's written in Torah about Moshe Rabbeinu, that he was closer to heaven and further from earth? Someone like Moshe, that's the experience he had. But for us to be able to have, to have such an experience, it's kind of out of the question for most of us. To feel closer to heaven and further from earth. Some people, you look at them, some people, they, they take to some things and it seems like they're, uh, they're not, not on earth, they're closer to heaven. But, uh, but the, the typical person is, is closer to earth. So what message can there be, especially during the Sarsim Yitzhuvah, that, uh, that we can be closer to heaven and further from earth? And the answer is, that it's specifically relevant to Asaris Tshuva. What do we say about Asaris Tshuva? We say that a person davening by himself, right, can have the same power as what is usually accomplished with davening with a minion. Dear Hashem, Hashem is closer. Hashem is closer to us during the time of Asaris Tshuva. And there we say, we use the term, Hashem being the source of all light, and us all being different sparks, the, the, the source of light is coming closer to the sparks. We will know what happens when you have a spark um, uh, sparking and you have a, a, a bigger flame near it. The spark usually jumps towards the big flame. It usually becomes a part of it. So whenever the big flame is closer, there's more of a chance and it gives more possibility for the spark to, to join the big flame. During Asayi Sumit Shuvah, Hashem is much closer to us. And therefore, it's, it, we have more ability for the spark to, to jump into the flame. Um, so understanding it like that, this, uh, uh, and going, we discussed this in the past here, but I want to focus on a little what tshuva is, and then we'll put it all together, and we'll have a beautiful, very powerful insight. What is tshuva? Um, we discussed that tshuva is not just, um, there's two, two different aspects to tshuva. One aspect of tshuva is correcting something you did wrong. You did something wrong, you did a sin, and you need to fix it. You need to rectify your behavior and become better. Regret, remorse, and uh, take a new resolution to be better for the future. But tshuva is much, it goes much beyond that. And especially for the fact that we know tshuva is a mitzvah in the Torah. And a mitzvah should be possible for, for even someone that's a tzaddik. And we know like everyone's saying, that no one ever did any, there's no one that's perfect. Um, but tzaddik, a tshuva of a tzaddik obviously is much more than just the simple tshuva of correcting mistakes. And we discussed this in the past, but the proper translation of tshuva means to return. To return. Meaning the real idea of tshuva is returning back to where we came from. Meaning we were somewhere, we left there, and we need to come back. And that is true even about a tzaddik. Why? Because just the fact that our soul, our neshama, left being close to God, went on this long journey to come into the body, just the fact that the soul went on this journey and came into our body means that we're on a journey distant and far from God. 
the soul is not experiencing that same closeness that it had in heaven before it came into the body, as opposed to now when it's in the body. Just that in itself requires a, a process of tshuva, to return. The, this is the job of every Jew, even the tzaddik. In this world, being a physical person with the soul in your body, not to make the soul leave the body and go back, chas v'shalem, but, which some tzaddikim, you know, did that, Nadav and Aviyu, the Erechaim explains, the Nadav and Aviyu, their whole, uh, what they did is, that they were, they were yearning and longing so strongly to be close to God, that the soul left their body. We use the term close enough for that. And, but when we, it was frowned upon, right? It was a sin that they did. That was their sin. That it's, it, we're supposed to, within a body, do as much as we can in, the, in our physical limitations, our restrictions, to become closer and feel closer to God. And that's something even a tzaddik has to do. Even a tzaddik is able to feel that he's somewhat distant from God. Because just the fact that his soul is in the physical world and the body makes him distant from God. When does a person feel most their distance? When does a person feel most that they are far from something? When they get a taste of it. When they get closer to it, right? When does a person feel most that, imagine someone that completely um, is, is all drugged up or alcoholic, right? And they don't even know what it feels like not to be on alcohol. They don't, they don't even know what it feels like not to be on the drug. And then they get uh, someone, they, they don't have access to it, or someone pulls it away from them, someone locks them in the room, and usually it, in the beginning it's, what do they call it? Uh, withdrawal, yeah, so they don't necessarily feel this. But if they get, if they get a moment, if they get a moment of, of uh, sobriety, a moment of, of, of no alcohol, no drugs, which is the example, then they get a taste of what it's like to live in a life where you're not controlled by these external substances, right? And where, when they get a taste of that, they feel like, wow, I'm so far from this. I need this. For one reason or another. Um, so, <laughs> so um, for a person to really know what they're missing, they need a taste of it to see what they're missing. During a Sarasamei Tshuva, <laughs> during a Sarasamei Tshuva is that time we all have the ability to taste, so to speak, what we're missing. Because it's clear of our moral and it's, so it's because the, the big flame is close to the spark, it, this is the time where every single Jew, even the biggest tzaddik and the biggest rasha, has the ability to experience being close to the big flame. And when everyone feels being so close, you feel how distant you are in your physical life. Even the tzaddik can experience and feel such a distance. <coughs> right? And that experience that we have during these 10 days should automatically trigger a person to choke up. Not that crying doesn't mean like, like crying like a baby. It means, crying means when you can't contain. When you can't contain something, you cry. I feel like crying. the are a stronger now. You know it's oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all hand in hand. Yeah. I, feel, I feel both. <laughs> um, uh, at least you feel both. Some people only feel the like it's harder. harder now. <laughs> but that is, that is the feeling every person is expected to have. Ariza arrives during a Sarasamei Tshuva. Because Kirva Maral and Nitzos, because the flame is so close, everyone can have a taste of that closeness. It should trigger in everyone that they can't contain. They don't want to contain where they are and trigger some form of crying that they don't want to be in this situation anymore. They want to change. They don't want to be in this. They don't want to be where they are. They want to become something different because they feel what they're missing. This is the time of sobriety, so to speak, during these 10 days where we're supposed to feel, we're supposed to feel a little what we were missing, what we were lacking, um, so to speak, the rest of the year. And therefore, that gives us the, the desire, and the yearning, and the longing to want to, to, to want to be there, to want to be back.
Um, and this is how we learn from Moshe. Back to the parsha. Hazinu Shemayim Adabera. Being closer to heaven and further from earth. Yes, it may not be something that we can be expected of the whole year. But there's 10 days in the year where we are expected to have somewhat of that experience of being closer to heaven and further from earth. In a sobriety place. Not from, from other things, but from actually, because we're actually close. These are the 10 days where we're closer to heaven. Yeah, it's not the normal thing that we do all year. All year we're dealing with earth. Even when we do holy things, we do it in a physical way, in a physical body. We don't necessarily have a spiritual experience. And we don't necessarily feel out of the world. And even when we do holy things. But during 10 days of the year, during these 10 days, between Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we're, we're, we're given the ability and we're expected to have that feeling of being like Moshe, so of being closer to heaven and further from earth. What did you do different in 10 days? What did I do different? It's a personal question. <laughs> in general, people during these days, we speak about in halacha even, people are more careful during these 10 days in the Durim that they're not careful about the whole year, such as Kushal Yisrael, Chol of Yisrael. These are things that people are careful about during these 10 days. It says in halacha. What? You have 72 hours left. Today, tomorrow, and you can. Time. 